got a whole lot of loving just for you. I got all this loving, but I just want you. Hello, and welcome to Heller Radio. I'm Nora Rose. And I'm Sally. And I'm Kate. And we need to talk about Destiel. <sighs> okay. Um, <laughs> today we're talking about the iconic French mistake. And my heart will go on. Um, yeah, okay. I will just jump into the uh, summaries here. <laughs> French mistake. Sam and Dean are transported to an alternate reality. Raphael launches an attack on Castiel and his allies, sending a particularly frightening angelic hitman after Balthazar, Sam, and Dean. In an effort to protect the brothers, Balthazar sends them to an alternate universe where they are the stars of a TV show called Supernatural, and they are actors named Jensen Ackles and Jared Padalecki. The brothers are confused when Castiel appears to be a tweet-happy actor named Misha Collins, and Sam is married to Ruby. Um, uh, my heart will go on. Sam and Dean tempt fate. After Balthazar changes history and keeps the Titanic from sinking, fate intervenes and begins killing those that would have died on the ship. Castiel tells Sam and Dean that fate is very upset with the two of them and the only way they can stay alive is to kill her. Yeah, so these are weird episodes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, the most obvious theme, I guess, quote the, unquote, the, uh, is the, the Bizarro the Worlds. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, and then obviously the war in heaven is very important in both of these episodes. Um, and that's pretty much all I had. <laughs> I have a very good theme that I'm very proud okay, of. That is, I, give it I, to I me. love it. And it's Death of the Author. <laughs> it's oh. represented by Eric Kripke dying. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I like uh, that. Yes, Sally coming yeah. in clutch. That's perfect. <laughs> um, what else, Kate? Do you have anything? Uh, I pretty much had what Nora Rose had with alternate worlds. And um, that they both use freeze frames, one very obviously, <laughs> and then one more artistically. Um, but that was fun. And there's also a lot of uh, there's a lot of camera acting choices in both of these when it comes to Dean and Cass, which we'll get into. Yeah, yeah. Um. Well, okay, I just, I guess I have another one. Um, it's in quotes, so I, I it, it feels weird. But 
the meaning of normal, I guess. Okay. Yeah. And and not only what it means, but what it how it affects us. Yeah. 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 That was not <laughs> that <laughs> No, I'm 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 with you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank I, you. I, I, <laughs> oh man. Especially in uh well, in both of them, but I feel like especially in My Heart Will Go On when Cass makes sure that they like their memories aren't wiped from being mm-hmm. in the alternate universe and they have yeah. this moment of like, you know, what could have been, what might have been, how close it was to their original lives. Well, and they have that in French Mistake too with the whole, uh, you know, would it be better to be here in this world where we're rich and, you know... People, you know, care about us, like, as celebrities and such on. Um, Or, you know, would it be better to be in the world where we have, you know, our friends and family? And just that moment where, uh, at the end of French Mistake, where Sam checks to see if the house is real. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, this, yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. This just made me think about how we as an audience know that even that house is a set. Mm-hmm. <laughs> even if it if it's real for Sam, and that's like generating yeah. a lot of thoughts in my head right now. <laughs> it's so meta. It's a little creepy. Yeah. But also mm-hmm. what you said applies to Bobby, and I always forget her name. What's the woman's Ellen? name? Yes. And uh, yeah, how, um, yeah, um, he, it's it's like a balancing and like wait, waiting up uh, which, which world, like which outcome is better and more beneficial and which is right, but, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're only six and a half minutes in. Should we talk about uh, the French mistake before going on break? Um, And specifically the Urban Dictionary French mistake? Yes, please. (laughs) Okay. So, (laughs) listeners, uh, I don't know if you are aware, um, but there is an Urban Dictionary uh, definition for the French mistake. Um, that uh, seems relevant for some reason. I don't know why. Um, okay, here, I'll just read it to you guys. When an otherwise straight male is persuaded to, or on a whim in the heat of the moment, engages in a homosexual act of which he later regrets and is ashamed. This is alluded to in the musical number of the same fi- of, of of the same name in Mel Brooks's film Blazing Saddles, which the uh, lyrics to that song are: "Throw out your hands, stick out your tush, hands on your hips, give them a push. You'll be surprised. You're doing 
the French mistake, and Sally and Kate are both dying. <laughs> <laughs> Can I can I just add something here? I just went to our Urban Dictionary while we were uh, we're, were reading that just to check the the uh, date when the definition was made, and mm-hmm. it's September twenty first two thousand and six. So we can say for sure that this that was, was written still- before the French mistake aired, like years before, and yeah. originally has nothing to do with supernatural and like fans interpreting it then like you know yeah it okay. is a real thing <laughs> i'm really glad I you would... stuck to that because it yes. also says in the heat of the moment which yes seen that episode sally but for mystery yeah. spot is very appropriate and i was like was this written by a supernatural fan on <laughs> urban dictionary so oh my god just a little sprinkling of extra fun in there so I would recommend everyone uh, go uh, look up the YouTube video Blazing Saddles, The French Mistake. It has the scene um, and it's quite amusing. <laughs> Especially because they're interrupted. Blazing Saddles is a cowboy film. A parody of a cowboy film, yeah. Yes. But, so, and I mean, next episode, we're going to be talking about Frontierland. Aha! (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so the advancing, tuxedoed, very haze-coated dance scene is literally broken into through the fourth wall by a mob of cowboys who then start beating up, but then later being very friendly with the dancers. <laughs> it's a whole thing. Sally found an awesome Tumblr post that breaks it all down. And it's, wow, just a lot. <laughs> it's yeah. crazy. Oh, God, guys. Okay. Um, anything else before we go to break? Oh, well, I just didn't know if, Sally, you had anything else about, any more notes about your death of the author theme. Oh, yes. If you had anything else that you wanted to talk about with that. Because obviously they killed a a fake Eric Kripke who's not actually played by Eric Kripke, (laughs) which is amazing. It's fun because the first time I saw it, I had no idea what, like, I had, like, a very badly I, I didn't know what he looked like Eric Kripke I mean like and he kind of looks similar enough to real Eric Kripke so I always thought it was the real Eric Kripke <laughs> Same. Um, and there was like this guy has a bit more hair than the real Eric Kripke <laughs> so I guess it's just next to uh, I really don't. I just, I, I, I just think they did it for the funsies as they always do. But in the end, it's like very meta, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, that um, makes me a bit crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, but also the entire the whole talk between like the character who is supposed to be Sarah Gamble on the phone mm-hmm. and her like complaining that she's. You know, like she should be the one in charge, and like, why are they calling Kripke? Like, how does does that make her look? And I just wonder how much of that was real. Like, <laughs> doing, you know, because I, I love French Mistake because it's like this Schrodinger's cat of an episode because you never know what is real and what isn't. 
<laughs> yeah. Yes. Especially I with J squared fallout theory. Oh, well, life imitates art, kiddos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, man. It's so funny because it, it feels like like a lot of TV, like they 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 try to keep uh, at least a semblance of a fourth wall up. And then with this episode, Supernatural just like opens the door and is like, hello, come, you know, be parasocial. <laughs> We're inviting you to be parasocial right now. <laughs> yeah, there are, there are so many details about like, Oh, this is like a joke episode, and I shouldn't be thinking as much about it as I do. But like, <laughs> when you think like Dean is the one who tells Sam not to look into camera, into camera while they are like mm -hmm. acting, and mm -hmm. like it just gives you this sense that Dean is so much more aware of like being watched, and then him being the one who figures out what Chuck is doing in the end that he's he has been playing mm -hmm. them all this time also kind of like makes sense. Because, like, like I love Sam, but, like, I always feel Dean, Dean is, like, more aware of his surroundings and, mm -hmm. I don't know, like, yeah. general, you know, um, yeah, how other people see, that, see him and so on. And that also plays into other things, which I'm not going to get into right now, <laughs> but you know what I mean. <laughs> Anyways, yes. yeah. AKA, I'm a painted whore. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Uh, but also, yeah, I wonder he... if that was in script or was it? <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it always makes me wonder when I watch that episode how, because it changes ever so slightly, and I don't know if it's like the placebo effect is gone, because obviously they're wearing makeup when they're filming the show as not breaking the fourth wall but then when he sits down in the mirror i don't know if it's the lighting if they added more makeup or if it's just that the illusion has been shattered but then you see the makeup on him you do and it's both yeah. glorious and very like psychologically confusing because you're like wait has he been wearing that much makeup the whole time and i haven't noticed until just now they probably yeah, yeah, overdid it just to have that effect. That's my guess. But it's also very interesting that uh, Jensen's face, like we have had um, scenes where we see him in the mirror. Mm -hmm. But in this shot, it looks weird to me. Like it looks like it's shot from it's... a different angle or something. It's like. Well, it's... and it's also, uh, it's got to be partially the makeup lights. Yeah. Probably, yeah. yeah. Because yeah. as someone who is, you know, put on makeup under makeup lights, it looks very different. <laughs> okay, good to know. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't have, yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Okay, should we go to break now? Let's do it. Let's go to break. All right, and we're back. <clears throat> <laughs> um. So a while back, uh, we were talking about um, Route 666. Oh, God. That was a long oh time ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we talked about how it's just a little bizarre that 
her name was Cassie and Castiel goes by Cass. And there's more than once where another character refers to Cass as Cassie. Yep. Yep. The first time that that happens is in this episode. Balthasar calls Cass Cassie. Right. I actually missed that, but look at We'll spot it. And I can we just I know this is a little more fresh for uh one of us. Um but can we just take a moment to remember the first time that you watched this episode and you were just sort of like what are they doing? <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? Yeah. Yeah, I, I have said this on this podcast before, but the very first, this was the very, my probably my very first interaction, the very first time I saw it was at, at a friend's place and she made us watch it. And I didn't laugh, <laughs> like probably <laughs> laughed like twice uh, because like I had no understanding, like when you have like no build up and don't know the real world. Yeah. Then like breaking uh, walls doesn't do anything. Like it's not funny because... You know, you don't have the backstory. But when I watched it in last year, let's say for the first time, actually, I loved it. It's probably like in my top 10 uh, episodes on the show. Wow. Yeah. Really? It's very, it's very fun. It's very entertaining. Like, I do not want to, every time I sit down, I'm not really looking to be hurt. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Even though, even though I feel like I feel like most supernatural fans are getting a kick out of it, and I see that, I understand that. But sometimes I just want to enjoy stuff without you know, like emotional consequences. And this episode—that's why I said before that I didn't remember it being this sad because, like, the ending of this episode, the entire like interaction between Balthazar and Cass at the end was kind of you know like. I was having fun, and then I wasn't. <laughs> and then it got heavy, and it was like, "Whoa, I don't remember it being like that." But apparently, yeah. it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They have a tendency on a lot of those episodes, like changing channels and mystery spot, that have like a fun, goofy presence, and then at the end, they're just like and heavy again. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would argue that mystery spot is pretty heavy throughout. Yeah, it is, but it's played for laughs most of the time. Yes. Until about three quarters through when... Yes, Yes, I will give you that. But, like, it's also one of those, like, if you rewatch it with the knowledge of what it ends with, it just kind of, like, ruins the fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) For sure. I love that when they first meet up with Misha... He's just sort of like, oh, we're rehearsing. I'm on it. I'm in character. <laughs> when he steps into character and he like does the head crack or like tilt jaw thing. <laughs> cackling, dying, because it's so accurate. That's probably what he does. <laughs> like, that's such, it's this such an actor thing. This reminded me of that Pat- Patrick Stewart gift where he's like acting. Acting. You <laughs> thought I was asleep, didn't you? 
my god. And then, okay, I'm sure that at least one of you knows this, but maybe both of you don't know this. But do you guys know that when they were filming this episode, Misha actually tweeted those tweets? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sadly. <laughs> Sadly, we are as obsessed with this show as you are, so we do know these things. <laughs> Which always confused uh, me, because looking at it, it looks like he's got a Blackberry? And yeah. so I was like, I don't know how, but I guess he was, but I was just like, the phone doesn't look like it can tweet, but that's just from... <laughs> hey, Blackberries can tweet. Yeah, they, they were okay. like they were one of the most beloved phones when tweeting and texting because they have like this huge, and they could tweet. They had internet in okay. them. I know. I think there was are. a thing back in the day. This is way off topic, but I think there was a thing back in the day where you could text in your tweets. That's also true. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't get a smartphone until like way after they'd come out. So I'm like, yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but oh my god the the use of Misha Migos which first <laughs> of all I don't think was a term that he had ever used before and so. second of all J squared which was a term that was used <laughs> quite a bit um I should <laughs> I love him <laughs> well <laughs> Too bad he dies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just weird on the IMDb trivia at the bottom under spoilers. It'll always say the body count and it'll say like the names of the characters. And then the names of the characters are Misha Collins, <laughs> Eric Kripke, Robert Singer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I just, I love also... Um, on that same note, uh, Jared's bad acting, not only, not only when they're supposed to be acting and the, the, the key must lead to a lock and the, that, that bullshit, that's amazing. But also when they're in his house and he's, and they're, and Jen is there and they're like, what the fuck? And he's just trying to be like, cool yeah. and casual and he's like, he's kind of like off-centered and he's like, yeah, I'm married to her, sure. Oh god, yeah. And when she comes home and he just goes, Jen, 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 <laughs> Jen? <laughs> Jen, Jen, of course, yes, Jen. <laughs> oh, oh, man. But also them having alpacas, like, where did that come from? <laughs> and, the, and the giant pop art of themselves on the wall. Yeah. I mean, I could, I could imagine them having that in their own home, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, it did say on the um, somewhere in the in the trivia on IMDb that Genevieve actually sold those at auction for charity. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> nice. And nice. so, at least one, if not two, people have those in their possessions. <laughs> That's a curse. So, so I don't want to think about that. <laughs> Somebody paid money and probably a lot of money for those. 
Well, somebody oh. also has probably Jensen's skittle face, <laughs> huge in their home. So that's you, valid. Yeah. This is true. I guess if you know it, what we're talking about, you know it. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Um, when they're talking about, uh, like when they're, when Jared, not Jared, when Sam, (laughs) um, when Sam is like, uh, you know, I don't think that like, you know, monsters or magic or any of that exists in this world. Um, and Dean is a little taken aback by that. And he, he, one of the things that he lists as like this doesn't exist is no god yeah which can we talk about that's growth baby (laughs) (laughs) character growth (laughs) and then followed by you mean no angels (laughs) yeah 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 missing the con like it almost seems like he has this idea of like, what if I never see the real Cass again? Yeah, 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 for sure. And it's and in in relation to that, there's a moment where one of them says something about it in reference to Supernatural, the television show. What does it all mean? Right. And yeah, I right. love that. And, like, especially from, you know, season six point of view, okay, sure, yeah, it's just a TV show. But now looking at it from post-series view, just, I I could list off the charities that have benefited from... You can say, yeah, go ahead. From the bullshit that happened at the end of the series. There's there's the Trevor Project, which w- was helped by the Castiel Project. There's the uh the there's NAMI, which was helped by uh, a charity for Dean. And there's one for Charlie, there's one for uh Sam, there's one for Kevin, there's one it, there's it's the list is out there on Tumblr, and I wish I had looked it up, but (laughs) (laughs) Um, and it's it's a little funny because I don't think I think that if it had just ended when it was supposed to end or if it ended earlier it wouldn't have had the social impact that it has. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think or, we would be here. Yeah. Definitely not. <laughs> or maybe, or maybe even would... if it had, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, say it. Oh, okay. Uh, maybe if it had <laughs> ended in season 15, but ended the way that us and people like us wish it had, it might not have generated those charities because Which i hate to say i hate to say it I too agree with you it might have at least maybe for the trevor project it might have but not necessarily yeah. any of the others um like nami and i'm trying to remember the one that's for sam i think it's for education um yeah it's something i think and the it's one something... for charlie is a stem is a stem one thing. yeah yeah so i don't i don't think those would have 
necessarily gotten as big or would have happened at all because it was such a reaction against what we were given from yeah the writing exactly the producing of it um which yeah i hate to say but it's yeah so you have that real life impact and then you also have the the storyline impact of what does it all mean in view of chuck either winning or being ambiguous or all of this being like a story that ended up ending kind of pointlessly post series so yeah but you also have to think about it like and view it from a different point of um different uh, point of view uh if it had ended the way the um, the people who are listening to this i presume and we would have wanted it to end then would there have been as much demand for all those charities in the future you know what i mean like yeah this is a huge thing okay a lot of people have watched this throughout years and years and a lot of them uh, in i don't know uh you know in places where all these topics and what it was like underneath the subtext you know and i think like what i'm trying to say is that something as big has actually does have power to impact how people think on a larger scale mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you know yeah it's nice that it generated a lot of money but it could have generated also like uh open-mindedness and other things that are not really comparable yeah. to money and mm-hmm. yeah that's a good um, point. So. Yeah. Wow, we got heavy there. Um, <laughs> Getting deep. For French mistake. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, an, an episode, an episode that was just meant to be like, well, what do we do now? Let's be goofy and zany. Uh, yeah. Before we get to being goofy, uh, I have another point. And uh, when he says that uh, about. Um, what's the point as you mentioned mm-hmm. uh no rose he also says he is dean um why would anyone watch this why would anyone watch us yes uh and he like genuinely is surprised in like yeah. you know because you you, uh, you always have this feeling that dean is one of those people who um who are who is like so easily persuaded to like change his life in terms of like if it's a gene dream he will stay in it if you know like there is there is like he is not happy with his life like we all know this but like this is a lot louder for dean than it is for sam because like i don't i feel sam being called freak and so on has kind of made peace with that and like Mm kind of accepted it Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas Dean hasn't reached that stage or whatever, um, but yeah, like he genuinely sounds surprised there because for him his life is like misery and torture <laughs> and it's horrible. Yeah. But like some people, mm-hmm. yeah, somehow are I don't know enjoying it, being drawn to it, whatever. Yeah. Well, and it, it going along with that, it just proves the whole point that. Dean wants out of this life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He wants more. Yeah. 
Yeah. Also, it's it's so nuanced. I mean, yes, this is a joke episode. We have established that. But like, <laughs> the thing Dean says about like maybe them, it's better staying staying there because like they have money, and this not being like a huge deal for Sam because like Sam was never the one who you know like whose responsibility was to make money for the both of them. It yeah. was Dean and. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also it's very like the way Dean will phrase these things, these things that are like generally like his feelings that have been repressed and his wishes, but also he like puts it on somebody else. He's like, we could stay here, Sam. We, you'll have a lot of money. It's not like I want to stay here because I grew up like insecure financially. Yeah. But it's like, you should want to stay here. You know, like... And, he is just a weird dude. I don't know what I'm <laughs> what is it? He is a weird traumatized dude. I don't know what I'm trying to say here, but yeah. No, I I get you. Uh, I I see what you mean. Um Yeah. Yeah, and he, he phrases it in terms of here we have money, but he also is not saying here we don't have to worry about being murdered every day by monsters that or too. Yeah. Yeah. pushed around by angels and demons and um yeah. all this stuff too so he phrases it in terms of like the most surface level thing that he can to not have to face yeah. all of the other crap yep um okay one more just ridiculous funny thing <laughs> um <laughs> three shots to kill Kripke <laughs> is this like I, f- I feel religious in this chillies to not why three <laughs> why the sacred number <laughs> See, I'm thinking like in terms of like fucking Boromir or something you know what I mean <laughs> oh yeah you know that he was like either well he was executive consulting right for this yeah. or that wasn't something until later like um, I don't know. I couldn't remember. Hey, maybe like maybe three shots away. because three seasons were no four hundred fifty seasons was also my grab trying to don't listen to me. Just making things up. Um, yeah, there's a hey. lot of weird camera stuff in this episode. Um, there's a lot of cuts like that, or they like will zoom in or like have three different shots, or in the shot where. Virgil is taking Misha Collins to um, the alleyway where he eventually gets stabbed. There's a cut between when Virgil gets out of the car and when he pulls Misha out of the car by, like, his hair. There's a cut there, even though the camera's in the same place. But then they don't do that again. Like, it's not a stylistic thing. I don't know what's going (laughs) on. If they just messed up the shot and then just kept going and they were like, it's dramatic, it's fine. But then there's only two of them. Season six. Season six. They couldn't do reshots because Misha was dead, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) They murdered actual Misha. Cass just took Misha's place in the real world and filmed all the other episodes. But also, like... (laughs) Do we do we ever understand why it has to be Misha and like not any random dude on this set? Because no. Sarah Gamble has a problem with Misha for some reason. Yep. Right. Uh, I hope it was um, therapeutic for Sarah. 
Okay. It certainly to... was for me when Kripke died. Yes, go on. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, two um, rather insignificant Destiel things. Um, when, when Cass is like, I have the power of all of these weapons now. And then the lightning cracks and you see the wings again for the first time in ages. And the look on Dean's face. Oh, he's yes. like, yep, yep, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then, and then after that, when Raphael leaves, um, Balthazar tells Cass, <laughs> "Now that you have your sword, <laughs> try not to die by it." You would think that Castiel, <laughs> Castiel was, I mean, the person who, who hates crying Castiel the most on the show was Crowley. But I think <laughs> it actually was Balthazar. <laughs> Despite the fact that Balthazar is only around for like five episodes. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. Uh, anything else to say about French Mistake? Um, the only other thing I had along those lines, I think they're from the same scene I didn't specify in my notes, um, but that Dean's reaction to all of that happening and kind of like the face-off with Raphael is very different from Sam's. Sam is just like, oh, yeah. oh no, and Dean is like <laughs> having a face journey. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's all yeah. I have is the, the contrast between the two. And I I didn't count, oh, but definitely. I feel like there are more reaction shots on Dean uh, during that whole scene than there is. Um, and also, yeah. I think when he runs into Misha and not Cass, there's a lot more camera work between Dean and Cass. Yeah. Or Dean and Misha yeah. than there is between Sam. So, yeah. Why the contrast, guys? <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's that post it's that post that's like um uh how do i know that dean is in love with Cass? uh because sam isn't <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> but like if you take any iconic destiel moments and just try to replace dean with sam like can you imagine exactly. sam blooded and like on his knees <laughs> <laughs> like begging Cass not to kill yeah. him like that's just funny it doesn't work yeah yeah, uh, yeah I have one other yeah I have one other thing um, and this is just like me thanking whoever wrote this episode and made this specific choice to include Jensen Eccles soap opera <laughs> oh yes <laughs> it gives me life every time I see it just Oh, I love man. it. Yeah, and poor Jensen just looks absolutely <laughs> mortified to have to watch himself doing this. It's amazing. Oh, man. Okay, my heart will go on. Can we talk about how my anxiety is just awful in this episode? Oh, yeah. This is just... Especially just, that opening scene as every little thing and you're just like, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> yep, yep. They got us bad. <laughs> um, 
And also, can we talk about how awful that car is? Oh, it's so bad, guys. <laughs> why yeah. Why brown stripes on a black oh, car? Oh my god. <laughs> like, like, okay, sure, a Mustang, sure, whatever, they're popular and whatnot, but... <laughs> Yeah, it couldn't. It couldn't have been like white racing stripes or blue racing yeah. stripes. Like the brown just doesn't work. Um, so I wanted to look up about the car, and according yes. to IMDb, Eric Kripke originally envisioned them driving a Mustang, a sixty-five. Yes, I knew that sixty-five Mustang. So in this version, the one that they got, I don't know if it was just availability or what, but they drive a sixty-seven uh, fastback Mustang. So, but why the brown? I don't understand. (laughs) Um, Obviously, like I understand that they had to make it like super visible that it's not for people who don't really know cars. They have to make it obvious that it's not the same car. But yeah, yeah, you're right. The brown is bad. (laughs) And if they had blue, it would have. The blue would have. Been like cast. Maybe they didn't want to do it because yeah. of that. Um, um, actually, I'm I'm on writer's side on this one because I, I literally cannot tell cars apart. And this was the first time when I watched it and I understood that the cars were different. <laughs> <laughs> well, they do they do such a good job because it pans from the back of the car to the front and the curves are very similar so you're like ah oh, yes a beauty shot of the impala yeah but then once <laughs> you get not. to the f- once you get to the front it has orig- the og license plate the kaz yeah 2i5 license plate and then it has i think it actually has the it says mustang on the side and then it has the mustang emblem on the, the mustang grill. little emblem yeah yeah, yeah. it says it says uh, ford on the on the front because i read it and it's like that's not Impala. That's why it's So I remember that. Yeah. Uh, also, I just, I'm sorry, but this, don't judge me for this. I don't like Fords. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> we won't judge you for not liking Fords. Accidents don't just happen accidentally. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I just, I don't want to praise Jensen Ackles on this podcast, but like <laughs> this comedic timing and just like line delivery is like generally, it's like he is very good at that. I have to he give is. that to that. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I love when he like has this contrast between very smart Dean, like in French Mistake, he memorizes the sigil for the um the portal spell he memorizes it so fast when all this other crap is going on and then two episodes later accidents don't just happen accidentally (laughs) you know what he means come on (laughs) it's so good it's so good oh man and then balthazar comes back and has one of the most iconic lines about destiel the one in the dirty trench coat who's in love with you. And yes. deep face when Balthazar <laughs> says this. He he ca- I, I would say, yeah, he's kind of embarrassed, like in like a millisecond of embarrassment there. Like he has been caught. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He turns away. He looks a bit embarrassed, but like 
maybe I've just got my tinfoil hat on, but he, his face like softens just a little bit of like, do you think he likes me? <laughs> just like this little tiny flash of like, he's not denying it. He's not saying any kind of like sarcastic retort. He's just like grin and bear it, not going to say anything. I mean, that's I a very interesting thing you said, because I genuinely do not remember Dean ever denying anything. Like, whenever they put Cass on him. He like, never does. Yeah. He never does. But at the same time, I could he... understand him not doing that when Cass is in the room, because, like, maybe he thinks that would, like, hurt Cass's feelings, so he doesn't say sure. it. But in this case, there is no Cass there. It's just yeah. the three of them, right? And he still yeah. doesn't correct them. Uh, and the other thing is just like seeing how Dean and uh, uh, Anna had a thing going on, right? She's also an mm -hmm. angel. So it's very interesting to me that what Balthazar says, it's like uh, you have me confused with the other, other angel who is in love with you. But he says you are confusing with the other angel, the one in the dirty French code. They could have left that mm -hmm. out. like, mm -hmm. But like... They specified it just yeah. like to make me insane about these things, like to me specifically. That's such a good. That's such a good point. Yeah, he could have just been. He could have used that as a jab of like, oh yeah, that angel that betrayed you and tried to kill your brother. No, he goes directly yeah. for Cass, and maybe he just wasn't in on the whole Anna storyline because he was in hiding or doing his own thing. Well, no, he wasn't in hiding. He was in heaven. Because Balthazar only left when the apocalypse was canceled. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. he probably knows about Anna, but instead he remarks about it for Cass. Just to make us insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can we talk about how um, there's a certain amount of uh, relatableness that is associated with fate just when she says to Cass, you ruined my life. Same. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. She... I kind of, I kind of loved that um, they made her look um, like not old and, you know, like how usually the three sisters are depicted. They are old and like, scary to look at like with crooked noses and so on like that's the, the, the usual look they get in media yeah, i'm just thinking of hercules <laughs> yeah same <laughs> like I, eyeballs falling out <laughs> shit like that uh yeah i just really loved that it was like a young woman who yeah yeah, yeah. She was she was very relatable. Like you can totally she's one of those like quote unquote villains that you're like, yeah, no, I see your point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and I love too that she's uh, while while she's um she's one of the fates, so she's more of a pagan sort of deity. Um it's definitely made clear in her conversation with Cass that she's, at least to me anyway, it seems like she is some form of angel. Yeah, I was, I wrote that down too because I was super confused if she just got yeah. like co-opted or like invited to join in on like, 
she and the other sisters got invited to join in on like the Judeo-Christian system because (laughs) we've also had episodes with like Hammer of the Gods where the pagan gods or the not Judeo-Christian gods are considered separate, but then the fates are part of like the angels and they are on like a first name basis. It's super weird. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously they were probably just like, it'll be cool, but then nerds like us are like, it doesn't make sense. (laughs) What does it mean? Make it make sense. Uh, And I love the callback here um, again in this conversation to the whole uh, Balthazar saying you tore up the script. Um, She, she says we all had a script. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she also says that she needs to know know what's going to happen next. And it was like, that is relatable to me (laughs) as a person. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I have a poem to read to you guys. Oh. Poetry circle. <laughs> I just thought about this. Um, I don't know who wrote this because it was torn out of a book and given to me. Um, so I apologize for not having the credit where credit is due. But the poem is called Act Three, Scene Two. Someone has altered the script. My lines have been changed. The other actors are shifting roles. They don't come on when they're expected to, and they don't say the lines I've written, and I'm being upstaged. I thought I was writing this play with a rather nice role for myself, small but juicy, and some excellent lines. But nobody gives me my cues, and the scenery has been replaced. I don't recognize the new sets. This isn't the script I was writing. I don't understand this plot at all. To grow up is to find the small part you are playing in this extraordinary drama written by somebody else. Oh, damn. (laughs) Yeah. This is very applicable. (laughs) My life or to supernatural? I guess at that point, at this point, yeah, the same same circle in the yeah, the same (laughs) Venn diagram is a circle. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. exactly. Uh, Oh man, yeah. So I just remembered that and was like, wait a minute. Uh, hold on. One sec. I was trying to Google it. So, the person who wrote that is uh, Madeline Lengel, who wrote yes, the Wrinkle in Time books, <laughs> which are also I knew based, it was someone like that. Also based on Ju- Judeo-Christian uh, mythology, uh, including angels. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's fun. (laughs) You have a weird understanding of fun, but yes. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I I was obsessed with those books growing up, and they are very much a part of my 
brain like all the time. So, um, but yeah, that just feels very much like that's supernatural in its yeah. entirety. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It can, it can apply to all of the characters too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man. Um, one last quote from Castiel. You don't have to be ruled by fate. You can choose freedom. Raw as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and then when uh, fate doesn't fate retort to that and say, like, what is like, basically, what's the point of freedom if it's going to be like messy and chaotic? And I think that actually like said that. to Sam and Dean. Is that OK? That is later. But I thought they had a conversation mm. about freedom. Never mind, Josh can cut this part. No, it is. It just just made me think how much like Cass as a character just like sees so much beauty in chaos. When he's like supposed to be like this heavenly creature, whereas with Crowley, he like loves order and he's supposed to be the evil one. Right? Ooh. So yeah. Interesting. I like that. <laughs> yeah. I like that. That's very true. Um also later in that in that ending scene I have that um Cass says to make sure that you are safe and he emphasizes the word you and he's looking at Dean and then the shot <laughs> cuts to Dean and there's a lot of face journeys yet again and again there's also a face journey where the camera is on dean but sam is the one who's talking and it's like a long shot on dean's face (laughs) while sam is talking to Cass. which like normal filmmaking conventions would (laughs) have the camera on the person who's talking (laughs) well but uh (laughs) not on this fucking show and then Cass looks away, looks at Dean and then looks away in like he's still feeling really shameful about what his ulterior plans are, but then like just looking really sad about like not having to, not being able to be honest with them. Yeah. He's so sad all the time. Like, so sad. yeah. Rest in peace, Dean. I would have forgiven that man on the spot. <laughs> like, what is that? <laughs> right. <laughs> Because he, Cass just knows what I'm doing is shady, and when Dean finds out, he's gonna be so mad at me, and just this whole yeah. thing, and it just is so heartbreaking, like seeing it in hindsight, and like after we already know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Also, that Cass leaves and turns away when Dean jokes about Kate Winslet's boobs in the movie of the Titanic. <laughs> Yeah, I personally can't appreciate the finer things in life. (laughs) He is gay. (laughs) I mean, boobs are boobs. (laughs) With Sadine. You have no idea how many gay men I have talked to who have just been like, boobs are just, what, what is this? I don't understand. 
<laughs> well, they have to go out more. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, yep. so that's how this episode is ending, apparently. <laughs> Uh, anything else, guys? Uh, nope. The only really thing that I have is that, you know, I feel like Dean is just so very straight, and then he says things like, when Cass gives his explanation about Balthazar and the fake idea of the Titanic just not being a movie that Balthazar liked and wanted to ruin, or just make go away... That he said, the only thing Dean takes away is, so he changed history because he has a hate on for Billy Zane. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Dean, you are so, so very straight right now. Oh my God. (laughs) And just another reference to Dean's love of quote unquote chick flicks. (laughs) Yup. 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 Okay. Next episode, we will be talking about 618 Frontierland and 619 Mommy Dearest. Oh, yeah. And then <laughs> and then after that, it gets heavy. Um. Oh, no. <laughs> this is the very thing I'm sensitive about. <laughs> um. In the meantime, guys, this has been Hella Radio. I'm Nora Rose. I am Sally. I'm Kate. We had sound editing by Josh. Music by Kalua. Give them hell, hellers. Let me cry